Hi, and welcome to On The Mend, a podcast where we explore how people get on the mend and stay on the mend during difficult times. Really, this podcast is just a very intimate conversation I'm having with another person about the mud they've waded through in life and how they've come out the other side. A lot of times it's about love and relationships, sometimes it's about work, sometimes it's about family, sometimes it's about growing up. There are a million ways to break and mend, and we're going to talk about all of them in this podcast. I'm El Huerta, CEO and founder of Mend, which is like a best friend in your pocket during heartbreak. You can join menders in over 170 countries around the world who have completed nearly 2 million training activities by downloading Mend in the App Store. I also co-host another podcast called Love is Like a Plant with my friend Sarah May, which you can check out on SoundCloud or iTunes. That one is all about love and relationships, so if you like this podcast, you'll like that one too. Today, I'm talking with Jericho Mandiper, editorial director of Girl Boss, tarot reader, and host of the podcast Self Service by Girl Boss Radio. I had so much fun with Jericho, and her voice is also mesmerizing. We talked about self care, her own career path, and practicing Reiki on herself. All right, let's get on the mend. This episode of On the Mend is sponsored by Unbound. According to research, there are three ways we can release endorphins, exercise, laughter, and sex. In fact, during climax, your body is flooded with both oxytocin and endorphins. These chemical reactions are your body's natural form of pain relief. The result? A relaxed state of euphoria and better sleep. And as much as we don't like to talk about masturbation, everyone is doing it. In fact, a recent study showed 9 out of 10 women make time to masturbate frequently. Reclaiming your sexuality post-breakup is scientifically proven to be one of the best things you can do for yourself. And our friends over at Unbound are here to help. Use the code ONTHEMEND for 20% off any vibrator, lubricant, or accessory at unboundbabes.com. I learned so much from the articles yeah. on com. I'm like, wow, I never, especially around money. I just feel like money is something that like culturally, like women aren't taught to be like savvy about, you yeah. know, it's like not part of the school system. Um, nobody is like telling, well, not nobody, of course, like people are doing a great job, but yeah, young yeah. girls aren't like praised for being great at maths in the same way that men are historically. So, you know, it becomes like a real like teach yourself job. Yeah, it does. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm it, learning so much every day. Yeah. I feel like I was definitely self-taught. How are you feeling now? Do you feel like LA is starting to feel more like home, even though sometimes you feel like a tourist in the city? Yeah, it. I'm starting to like notice the similarities, and it's pretty like intentional on my part because I decided like not to be sad anymore. I was like, no, like I have to make a go of it, and that really takes effort. Mm, that's so interesting. I, yeah, I'm like really trying to change my perspective, and when I see things that I feel like are inspiring or they remind me of something from back home you know like there's eucalyptus trees everywhere which is yeah. incredible like how did they all get here from australia <laughs> they're like but is that course, where they're like, from i didn't yeah. know that okay. yeah they're all like native australian trees like all over the east side of la and it's really cool and just stuff like that i really have to stop and be like this is pretty yeah you know and even the stuff that is it has nothing to do with australia just yeah. be like wow it's really pretty like the sunset and what about the ocean because you grew great, up in yeah. Sydney. It's cool because, like, I love the ocean. Yeah. I grew, fully grew up on the beach. Yeah. Um, but the ocean here is really different yeah. in these, like, subtle ways. And you feel like you're on a different part of the earth. Yeah. Like, it, it almost, like, has a different curvature. Yeah. It's so interesting. It feels kind of, like, more spacious. You just – I feel like you have a different sense of the coast and of, like, where you actually are on the planet. Yeah. So it's, like – actually been one of my favorite things is to go to the beach here but I've only been to a few I went to um uh L uh oh there's a, a there's so many L's I'm trying to I know I'm like, like that's not helpful <laughs> um it's a big rock formation beach a big in Malibu formation. it's like the the kind of the most picturesque ones for photos of you know rocky outcrops yeah. anyway that was so stunning. I'm totally blanking on what that could be El Dorado Maybe. Is that a beach? <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's but more a cliff than a beach, could, but it was okay. beautiful. <laughs> I'm so sorry if that's You're like, not it was a, a sandbox, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
It was in mid city. Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it, I was just in a playground. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that brings me to one of my first questions, actually, which is about um, your self care routines. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, and I've gathered a little bit that you really like to be in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about how your self care routine has evolved over time? So, like, how has it changed from, let's say, like, you 20 years old uh-huh. to now? Oh my gosh, at 20 years old, it was like non-existent. There were still things that made me feel good um, and nature was still present. But even, yeah, and I don't even think I really acknowledged um, even the most simple things like that because at 20, I was just like, I hate everything. (laughs) Like, Like, I just fully lived for like what was happening in my mind. So I was like totally unaware of my body totally unappreciative of like the world around me and I just wanted to like read and listen to music you know um and I was in denial over the things that like brought me joy so like growing up on the beach was so calming so inspiring and and I always had like uh you know like blonde like bits in my hair and I was fairly tan because I was always outside and then between like 18 and about 24 I moved to Sydney proper oh. and I never went outside and I was all pale and skinny and I was just Were you like, kind of goth? Yeah, I was kind of goth. Can you tell? Yeah. I was kind of just like, oh, nature, ill. Like I would never like camping ill. Like that became my persona, even though I would love to go camping, but I was yeah. just like, like living this storyline that I had like That's invented so about funny. who I was. Yeah. And now of course, like I've come back around and gotten older and been like, okay, like I know who I am yeah <laughs> I'm not doing some weird like overcompensating thing and it's just literally back to the things that made me happy when I was a kid yeah which is like the beach and just like walking like bushwalking hiking what is bushwalking it's literally hiking <laughs> okay okay <laughs> it's like, it that sound like it's fun. something special but <laughs> it's yeah it's just like hiking through the forest and um what else do I like do you like hiking alone or do you like hiking with friends Alone. I prefer alone because okay. when I'm alone, I can just kind of think and like really forget about everything. Yeah. So like the more alone and like the longer, the better. So I yeah. can just like completely zone out. When I'm with friends, I just start feeling like um, I have to entertain them, yeah. just keep the conversation going. Obviously, I want to like be there to, you know, do the back and forth with them. And so right. it just really becomes about like that rather than just appreciating like the calmness and the quietness and just like live for quietness yeah I think there's a very different outcome depending on if you hike by yourself or if you hike with friends I think it also depends too if you're more extroverted or introverted yeah yeah very introverted yeah yeah I feel like when I've hiked with my extroverted friends at the end they're like oh I'm so relaxed I feel so good and I'm like I need to take a nap yeah (laughs) I'm exhausted (laughs) I have no energy left (laughs) yeah from keeping all that up. All been sucked dry. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah. Um, so you feel like it's evolved a lot. And I think that's mm-hmm. true for, for most people. I don't even know how many, like, 20-year-olds I could think of that are, like, really in tune with their, like, how to take care of themselves. Yeah. I feel like it's part of that era of your life. Like, that's mm-hmm. why you have those 10 years mm-hmm. totally um, to kind of figure that out and make mistakes yeah it feels like this limbo period where you it's kind of like a license to do the stuff that's like not the the probably the most like smartest or like it's gonna like yeah. yield the most results self-care wise and like that's fine yeah and you really need to like go through that I think and just like get it all out and do yeah. whatever until you can be like oh like I actually kind of feel like I can settle down and like think about like those basic things again like it was only really when I started like you know working full-time and like being tired that self-care became a thing because when I was at uni even though I was like working it's kind of different um yeah I just kind of like had all the time in the world so it was almost like every day was 
it was like self-care wasn't a thing, but it was also integrated into everything I did yeah. because I would like sleep in, like ha- like give myself a nice bath, like take myself out for a coffee. It was like oh, so nice. a dream. Yeah. But when you get busier, you really realize that you have to be intentional about carving out that time. Yeah. Otherwise, you just, you'll lose it. Yeah. And I think oftentimes it's not until we actually hit a wall or something bad happens or we get really sick that we actually make time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's so hard. It's like you wish that you could always have it top of mind. Yeah. But so often it's when, you know, you come down with the flu and yeah. when you're like, oh, actually, I just realized like I haven't been sleeping enough and yeah. I haven't been drinking water and yeah. all those things. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I really need to get, get slapped in the face with it until I remember, which is terrible because, you know, like – I'm talking about self-care all the time. It's like part of my job, but it doesn't mean it's easier. It's actually just like incredibly hard and it's like a daily struggle. Yeah, I think that's one of the misconceptions of working at a brand Mm -hmm. that talks a lot about Mm self-care. And, you know, we're mend is similar. Like we're always talking about how to take care of yourself after a breakup. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't mean any of us are like really great at doing that 100% of the time. Yeah, (laughs) totally. No one is. No, um, and every time it's like this whole new learning experience. So yeah. You have to like feel like you're starting all over again, and that's why it's so important. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the specific things that you do mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. So I read that you do Reiki on yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you tell yes. me a little bit more about that and how that came about and how you learned? I would love to. Um, so I get migraines, and... I'm also just like a very anxious person. So I've always been interested in in exploring kind of like esoteric stuff and like mystic kind of stuff, for lack of a better word. So Reiki, I think it it was always kind of in my mind because my dad, um, he's like a martial artist and he used to teach Tai Chi. So I always did that growing up, which is, you know, different, but still kind of very related because it's all about, you know, chi and energy and like kind of applying that energy um, and like using it to feel a type of way. So yeah, like I kind of, um, I saw Reiki like around and I was like, I appreciate that. Maybe one day I'll do it. And then one time I went and got it done for myself and it was like just after I had, I was in bed for like three days with a migraine. And um, the woman who did it was so sweet and she gave me like the biggest hug and I was like, oh, I feel really like comfortable with this. And then we were doing it and I kind of just like broke down. Like I I just like fully started crying. It was really embarrassing. (laughs) But um, I felt, you know, like, oh my God, like this is cool. Like I feel like I can like get into this and like I want to do it again. Like when can we go again? It was like so describe it for someone who's never seen Reiki or never had Reiki performed on them. What is the actual experience? Yeah. Like I don't want to sound um like dismissive of Reiki, but for people that might need something like more like blunt and simple and especially if you're skeptical like you can think of it as literally just like putting your hands on somebody or hovering your hands over somebody and using your hands as kind of like a conduit for like magical energy like healing energy that flows into that person's body and basically kind of like yeah like heals them not like you know click your fingers and like you're healed of whatever your illnesses are but more just kind of like works on like a you know, super like cosmic level to realign their kind of energetic body. Um, So you can think of it as like an aura. Yeah. It kind of works to like, you know, fix up your aura and make it all like pretty and clean and like as calming and uh, like as focused and healed as possible. I guess. Is that a good definition? It, it is it's such like a, a really good definition. Yeah. I think it's the best definition of Reiki I've ever heard. Oh my God, great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so tell me about practicing it on yourself because yeah. I've had Reiki done and performed on me mm-hmm. and I I experienced something very similar to you. I, mm-hmm. I became very emotional during yeah. my first experience with Reiki and I think it has that effect. Mm-hmm. And there's also just something about another person having so much focus and care on you and, exactly. and helping you and, yeah. and they care so much about your healing and there was something so touching about that. I feel like yeah. it just really like 
tugged on something like deep inside yeah that's exactly it it's so beautiful and you really feel like safe to be vulnerable and then all this emotion comes out and it's really just like that person's intention you know and and when you have this intention to feel good and then you have someone else who has a really earnest intention to make you feel good like I think so much of self-care is like about that you know and so much of like mystical or like magical practices are all about intention and so just like being in that space and like giving yourself permission to be in that space it like no matter what you think of it like you will get emotional yeah I think so (laughs) which is lovely yeah but yeah doing it on myself is kind of the same thing like I just try like there's certain like parts of the body that are nice to work with but you can kind of just use your instinct and like kind of place your hands like over yourself in like yeah. different ways and just kind of like get into that mental place where you're giving yourself that same love and intention. Yeah. So it's kind of almost just like if you, I don't know, like gave yourself like a quick neck massage or like had a back scratcher or like just did anything to relax. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's very mental as well as physical. Physical, Like you're basically just like sitting there or laying there, but you're just giving yourself like that 20 minutes to be like, I'm not going to do anything, but yeah. like think about being here in this body and like making myself feel good. Yeah, I think it's really powerful. I did um, uh, like a group loving kindness meditation recently mm-hmm. and it wasn't Reiki, but there was a, a time in it when we all sort of like put our hands on our face, like on our cheek, like we were just kind of holding it there. Aww. And it was magical. There really yeah. was something magical about it. I was like, why do I never just like hold myself like this? Yeah. And you just know? like give yourself that kind of care that you would give like a friend or like a kid yeah like, and just remember that like you are that kid yeah and, like, exactly when you give yourself that attention you're almost like you can really feel like how good it feels and then it becomes like I don't know like an addiction like yeah. I'll just do anything to feel like moderately karma yeah you know? yeah <laughs> like I'll give anything a try <laughs> um so you mentioned in one of your most recent editor letters. I think it was the one where you introduced self-service. Oh. You were talking about being witchy. Yeah. And I love that word. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first time that you felt witchy? Like, when did that first yeah. come into your life? It's Honestly, like, it's kind of always been there. Yeah. Like, when I was really little, um, I always wanted to do, like magical stuff like make spells and I think I was just I must have just watched like a lot of tv and movies (laughs) and realized that the the witches like the way that they're portrayed were like so powerful and empowered and I was like I want that you know so I would like play and like make um potions out of like stuff in the backyard and like mix it all together in a bucket and it was like this is my cauldron you know awesome I was like that kind of kid (laughs) That's amazing because I feel like kids, a lot of kids do that, but usually around Halloween, not just yeah. like on a random Tuesday in April, you know? <laughs> I know. And like we used to have, so this is like a bit of a segue, but we used to have a cat at my dad's house and um, the cat would like take the mice and like the rat, I don't know if there were rats or mice, but the, we lived behind like a big paddock with cows and stuff. Yeah. So it would like go and like hunt like field mice and then like behead them. Oh, wow. As cats do. And yeah. then leave them around the yard. <laughs> And then, as offerings. Yeah, as offerings to me, the witch. <laughs> and I would, like, collect them. It's so gross. And, like, put them in, like, a bucket of water mixed with other stuff like flowers and things and stir them around and be like, my witch's brew. And my dad told me one time, he, like, found me in the backyard and he was like, what's in your witch's brew? And I was like, oh, like rats and he kind of thought she's imaginative you know but then he like looked and realized it was literally just rats that's amazing yeah so what do you think your intention was at that time you just found it fun or were you were you actually like casting spells (laughs) I think I just found it fun but I think like the takeaway from that is that I felt like it was a kind of a a, an archetype or a character Mm. that made me feel like as a girl that I had agency yeah you know and that's something that I still like about you know anything that's kind of mystical or magical yeah, is that definitely. you're in control of your life you have agency like you don't need to um necessarily like subscribe to what everybody else is doing like you can like heal yourself like you can do Reiki on yourself if that's 
you know, something that's more accessible to you from yeah. YouTube than paying a lot of money for a therapist, you yeah. know, and it's obviously there's times when that's necessary too, but this right. is valid too. Yeah. I think YouTube is an incredibly powerful tool, yeah. especially for taking care of yourself, whether it's like after a breakup, there's so many amazing heartbreak and breakup related videos on yeah. YouTube. Um, but I know you also mentioned YouTube too. Yeah. Um, I think in all, in the same editor's letter maybe, but yeah. What kind of things do you like watching on YouTube? Yeah, um, I love watching. There's like a really active tarot community mm. on YouTube and these kind of like tarot YouTube celebrities. And um, I love, I love that niche. That yeah. is an amazing niche. It's so niche, but it's also like there's so many people. Yeah, like, it's, I You bet. fall into a K-hole of, of tarot yeah, community It's probably like stuff. a 100 million person niche. It really is. It's it's insane. And um, that's really fun because, you know, it's something that it's like chess, I guess. Like so many people do it and love it. And it's like a game, for lack of a better word, because, you know, it was originally like a card game. Yeah. It's like as old as time, but everybody has these interpretations and yeah. everybody like, and it's endless. It could, like there's so many like, infinite combinations of cards yeah. so it's like always fresh and exciting and yeah. hearing what people have to say about like the meaning of certain cards like if you just like youtube searched for like i don't know like the four of cups like even that itself would be like there would just be like so many results and you could seriously spend hours just looking at that alone so i love that and i also just yeah. love um you know like astrology like there's a lot of um like youtube astrologers who do like a monthly spiel for like each zodiac sign oh amazing and some of them are like an hour each and so they're doing like 12 hours of like intense like forecasting just for youtube every month it's like crazy wow. how committed they are yeah so they have these like intensely loyal followings and then they'll do ones where they're like and this is what makeup i use <laughs> you know? this is my favorite mascara yeah <laughs> Um, have you been to any of the places around LA, like House of Intuition? Yeah. Uh, there's Mystic Journeys on the west side. Is that the one that was in the craft? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. One that was, my friend was like, I just went, to, she like texted me. I was still living in Sydney and she's like, I just went to the craft one. Maybe. Yeah, cool. I, I wonder if that was House of Intuition, maybe. Yeah. House of Intuition is like a big house on a hill. That's in the Echo one Park. on Sunset. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. I like yeah. that one. And there's also a House of Intuition in Fairfax. Um, which is the first one. And then I realized oh. it was like a franchise almost. Um, that's a really good one. Yeah, I feel like at some point, because I know you're fairly new in LA and you have a lot to explore, but at some point you should put together like a guide. Yeah. Like oh a God. witchy guide to LA. I'm such a noob, but like imagine the thing that's cool about LA in terms of all this witchy stuff is like it really is like the mecca for it is. witchy new age stuff. Yeah. And there's, like, psychics on every corner. It's, yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. I guess there's, like, such a demand for it. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I think people are really open-minded here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, peop I feel like a lot of people here are sort of seeking and just looking for new perspectives, different yeah. perspectives. That's true. And they're, like, dreaming big. Yeah. Exactly. All of that. Yeah. Chasing dreams. Yeah. <laughs> trying to know if they're going to, like, get that part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> It's really interesting. Yeah. So, so I love LA in that way. That's like actually one of my favorite things about adjusting to here is yeah. discovering these kind of little communities. Yeah. I feel like learning more about you, I feel like LA is such a perfect place for you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 A few people have said that and now I'm like, okay, like I'm starting to, like when I first got here, I was like, no, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really I, like get what they were trying to say, but now I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I feel like LA can be a little bit hard to get to know, Yeah. but once you get to know her, she's just like endless. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Um, it also helps that I'm like dating somebody now oh, yeah. and my girlfriend is Australian, but yeah. we met here and she's lived here for like three and a half years. Oh yeah. So she's gone through the process of hating it and then yeah. slowly like letting it be like, oh, like it's actually great. And now she's obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> she like loves LA and she wants me to love it too. And so it's so much more easy to come around when someone like that has been through it. Yeah. And, like, they when you have like a like, cheerleader. Totally. And also just someone difference. who's already like filtered out the best place, the best of everything. So yeah. she's like, oh, you want to eat Indian? Well, I know the best. Like she's yeah. kind of like got it down. That's good. Yeah. It's good to have a guide like that. 
Because you can always go off on your own, but it's nice to know that you can have some safe choices too. Yeah. And my (laughs) roommate is like an Angelina from birth. Oh, wow. So that's so helpful. Oh, yeah. So you have the best of both worlds. Yeah. And you also have an amazing team, I feel like, a girl boss. You could ask anyone. When I started, they put together a list of all their favorite places that was like miles long. They were like best, like food best drinks best this best that best like vintage stores and I just like am going through the list to this day there's still things I haven't done yet but I'm like taking them all off yeah it's like a girl boss scavenger hunt yeah we should put that like on a google map yeah that's a story yeah I bet (laughs) I bet a lot of people would want to do that scavenger hunt um you talked a little bit about when you first got here last year that you were sick and also homesick so I'm sure that you built up some resilience after that experience but I'm curious if you think back to sort of when you were younger do you feel like you were born a really resilient person or do you feel like it was something that you learned slowly over time do you feel like you had like spurts where you built it up quickly I'm like how how has your journey with resilience been that's such a good question I feel like I did build it up over time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you're building it up with like a foundation of like, you, you, we all know like how resilient the human spirit is yeah. and what we're all capable of. But it's only when you actually start like facing challenges that you're like, oh, like I'm resilient, you know? So yeah, like I think I had a lot of good role models in like my grandparents on my mom's side and my mom who was like really hardworking, single mom, raising like me and my sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it was just like us three gals, which was really cute. And um, yeah, like seeing that was kind of like really important for me because it was like, oh, this is something that I really need. Like this is how life is. Like it's not easy. Yeah. And you have to have resilience. So I became like very, I guess, like almost preemptively like tough in a resilient way like early yeah. on because I felt like it was just a matter of time, you know, yeah, not in like a really weird fatalistic way. Yeah. But just, you know, like life isn't easy and yeah. like you can't get everything you want. You have to work really hard. So just knowing that was like, I think, really helpful. And I kind of feel like from that, like everything I did, I like tended to do like diving in almost like in like a in like a way where there was more determination than was even necessary. Yeah. <laughs> like the way that I kind of like approached study and like university and then work was like working like at a hundred, like always, wow. you know? So yeah, I think it's just almost like a family thing that I kind of like inherited was just to like constantly like think about like resilience as like part of what makes like for like a strong character and part of like integrity yeah you know almost so it's kind of been like constantly on yeah yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really helpful because when shitty things do happen like you don't have to like go on this full bell curve to get to a point where you're like okay right. I have to like harness resi- resilience now like it's it's one thing for me to like let myself really like you know grieve something yeah and be set and I definitely do that um but I always in the back of my mind like I know that I'm gonna be fine and like I know yeah. that I'm gonna get back up because I always do and yeah. it's, so it's almost just kind of like this it's kind of like a, a beacon you know it's yeah. like a constant beacon so I feel like even when things have been like kind of they feel really dire or dark um that there's like a baseline of optimism. Well, it's not even really optimism. It's just kind of like acceptance of real. It's real realism. You know, it's yeah. like this is life, and you need this if you're gonna make it. Yeah. So yeah, in that way, I think it's just it's important to me. It's probably more important to me than I would even realize up until like this very moment. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing do important work important. here. This this is therapy. <laughs> do I have to pay afterwards? <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm really fascinated by that because I feel like everyone, everyone is born with resilience, just like you said, everyone has the power to overcome things, Mm -hmm. but people's journeys are very different. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, it's like a slow Mm buildup. Some people are hit with something like really young that they have to deal with and they Mm -hmm. have this like massive growth spurt where they have to become resilient, um, and kind of like 
you know, step up to the plate and Mm -hmm. it's like life or death, you know? Um, And then, and then for some people, I feel like they're like little blips, you Mm -hmm. know, and they get sort of like a taste of it then. Yeah. Um, But it really is so different for everyone. Um, So it's just interesting to hear sort of how it's evolved with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm curious last year, I'm sure that you went through a lot of changes last year. I mean, you went through a huge job transition Mm -hmm. um, and you moved, Mm -hmm. like a major move. Had you ever lived in the U.S. before? No, I've never been to the U.S. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you landed in L.A. and it was like, welcome to the U.S. and L.A. and a new job. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. So when I was talking to Sophia, she was like, oh, you've never been to the States. Crap. Do you want to just come over for a couple of days and check it out and make sure that, like, you're cool with it? And I was like, okay. So I came for two days, like two or three days. And then I was like, I think this is cool. I can do this like accepted the offer and then moved back and like basically started like planning to yeah I was I was out like four weeks later yeah Yeah. but that's so that's a lot of change in a relatively short amount of time um what do you feel like you learned about yourself in that like what I guess it was like seven eight months yeah wow I guess mm, what did I learn I think I learned how, like, willing I was to, like, shake it up. Like, my life was in a great place. Like, I was really happy. But I was also kind of, like, stagnant. Like, I didn't feel particularly inspired by anything, you know? Like, I was kind of, like, same old, same old, you know? Like, it felt really routine. Yeah. And I kind of didn't have any kind of, like, fire lit under me, which I'm usually like I I have and I really like thrive off that so um I was kind of like waiting for something to happen and I didn't really know what was gonna happen but I felt like something had to change and I felt like I was gonna leave my job but I didn't like know for what and I didn't like the fact that I was like living alone with my cat who was no longer with me she's with my mom's friend hi Maud (laughs) (laughs) and um like I was like I'm spending all this money on rent. Like, I don't really know what I need money for, but like, I just want to start saving. So I moved out of my house and um, I moved into a share house for a couple of months, but then I didn't like it. So I like quickly (laughs) started subletting my friend's place while she was away. And um, so I didn't really like have a, like a a permanent home. And then um, Sophia contacted me then and I was like, that's so weird because I've already sold all my furniture. Like I have no like home base. I'm not signed to a lease. Like I wasn't in a relationship. So it's kind of like that. That's cool. That worked out. And then I was like suddenly like so excited. And I was like, oh, this is like what I've been looking for. Like I actually just needed for something scary to happen to make me feel scared and and excited. Because like it was so genuinely scary. Like I was like, this could go really badly. Like what if I hate LA? Like what's going to happen? Like is this even real? There was so much to be worried about, and I really, really was, but I was also, like, so excited to be worried. Yeah. So I think I kind of just, like, wanted to put myself in a, in a position where I wasn't safe yeah. once, you know. Not to, like, take it back to astrology, but I've got three. Like, my sun, moon, and rising sign are all fixed, and fixed signs mm. are the ones that are, like, they really they really like crave stability and security and that's great that sometimes they can be like incredibly stubborn and they don't want anything to change they don't want to like challenge themselves in any way so I was really there and then when I did challenge myself I like just kind of like everything just like fell into place and changed like really really quickly it's really amazing it's almost like you sort of knew what was about to happen (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) because you were kind of preparing for it in advance before it even happened yeah I feel like if if like this job hadn't happened like I don't know what would have because I didn't like reach out for this but I feel like I would have made something like I felt like in my head I was like yeah, you were gonna, preparing yourself for something. Yeah, I was preparing myself to, like, do something really <laughs> rash. <laughs> yeah, I love Sorry. it. I'm glad it worked out well. I know. I know. In the Choose Your Adventure book, I wonder what your, like, three options would have been. I know. Where's my sliding doors? Like, I need to see through the, the second door. Have my Gwyn moment. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your new 
project at Girl Boss, which is self-service, mm-hmm. which feels like a very organic evolution, I think, out of the Girl Boss podcast, Girl yeah. Boss Radio. Um, and it sounds like you're getting to focus on all of your favorite things in one place, which is awesome. Yeah. So how did that sort of come about? Yeah. Um, I think it was just like apparent that we wanted to, you know, do something more in the podcast space and really like build a network of really interesting women that were like going to teach our audience about specific things that they like knew a lot about and I don't even know that much about the stuff that I talk about on (laughs) self-service like self-care and astrology and tarot and like it's all stuff that I love learning about but that's why I put it forward because she was like what would you do and I was like this yeah and she was like that's really cool and I think it's something that like Sophia can relate to like a lot of our listeners can relate to like we all like like learning about astrology and stuff but even if it's not something that we like believe in ourselves we like get a lot out of in terms of just having like a a a prompt or like a thing to kind of like guide the way that we're thinking about ourselves and our mood and just even having a moment to reflect like you can kind of like read like a forecast in the newspaper and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, don't believe it, huh? But you've still like had this really cute, like 30 seconds where you were just thinking about yourself and like what you want that week. Yeah. So I really love it in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's a tool whether or not Mm -hmm. you like buy into everything. It's just like a tool to look at yourself and your life in a new way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I think it kind of like also relates to what we like doing at Girl Boss, which is just like giving people information that, can kind of empower them in whatever way like they want so it's not really like about looking to authorities even though we speak to experts like every day for our stories yeah it's more kind of about like what can I like with the money thing it's like what can I do now to like empower myself to feel better about myself and not really have to feel like I have to spend any money on anything in order to do it I have to like do like a degree in order to know about it like just feeling like you know it's stuff that they can I guess I guess just like ponder like it's good food for thought like we don't think enough about ourselves you know and like I certainly don't um and when you like are asked to like for me anyway like when I when somebody like asks me like a therapist or like you to think about myself and like what I think about that's the only time when I really consciously do yeah. So it's just nice to be able to, like, encourage other women to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you're launching it on Sundays. Yeah. Because I feel like that's such a good time where, you know, you're not at work. You're not commuting to work. You're mm-hmm. not in the middle of your week and, like, running to the grocery store. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's just, like, a special space um, where you can really, like, focus in on something and, yeah. and prioritize self-care. Yeah, I love Sundays. Like, every Sunday night I do the exact same thing, which is, like, have a bath. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, like, I always light candles. Um, Like, I take a bit more time with, like, my hair and my skin and, like, doing the whole step thing. Like, in the week, like, I don't do any of that. Like, I'm just, like, whatever. Um, But Sunday I get really into grooming. (laughs) And I don't want to, like, see anyone, like, on Sunday night when people want to have dinner with me and it's, like, 7 p.m. on a Sunday night I'm like that's my bath time like I need that time you know so can I, I really a, relate to that can I ask a practical question about bath time please because I would love to become a bath person I see so many like mm-hmm. bath photos on Instagram um how do you prepare the bath before you take the bath or yeah. are you just like I'm just gonna fill the tub with just water and like whatever's in there is in the water and I don't care like yeah. do you have a routine well, around your bath time what do you think okay so me and my roommate are like relatively clean she doesn't take baths so it's okay. just me and um sh- we like does she know that sunday is your sunday night is your bath time i don't know if she's noticed <laughs> she knows i take baths a lot because okay. it's been colder i've been doing more and more baths okay. because like i need to be submerged in hot hot water um it's just so hard to get, get out of the shower when it's just like instantly cold again and like you're not getting like I just want to be fully covered in water at all times. 
so yeah um i'll just like kind of like get rid of any hair and because you know sometimes there's like yeah, there's always there. hair yeah, yeah. so you gotta like rinse that down <laughs> okay and then start filling it up and i always put in like i have um what do you call it like dr bronner's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i put the dr bronner's in there which is always peppermint which is really like nice. the liquid soap yeah i just oh, put the liquid what? soap yeah. in like under the tap so it gets like really bubbly Oh, I didn't then, know it bubbles that much. That's it, good to know because yeah. that's what I use. You've got to use like more than you would normally because you know how you can use it quite sparingly and it makes a lot of bubbles? Yeah. yeah. So if you kind of use like a good amount, it goes like a lot. Wow. Yeah. And then I also have these like little um, cherry blossom flavored like Epsom salt baggies. Oh. So they kind of look like tea bags. Nice. But Epsom salt is like the best bathy thing that you can use yeah. and they smell so beautiful but they're like subtle enough that they don't affect like they're not going to give me a migraine because I'm like <laughs> so sensitive to smells yeah um so I might chuck in one of those okay but sometimes like especially if I'm like in a hurry and I've like run out of cool smelling things I'll just yeah I'll just go straight water <laughs> and like whatever like body wash I'm just using. as long as it's hot water you as can long submerge as it's really really hot and I can submit I don't even have a proper <laughs> bath it's like it's really a standing shower okay so it's not as deep as I would like okay and I'm pretty tall so yeah so how do you fit in there I, I usually like if I want like my whole body in my legs have to be slightly okay, out so and vice versa <laughs> okay so you need to get like bath socks or something your feet that are yeah because sometimes out. my feet are like sticking to the cold tiles up above <laughs> and i'm like this isn't working but honestly like i'll take anything as long as it's a bath as long as it's a bath i'll make it work you have you been to a korean spa yet in los angeles oh my God, it's so funny because i went to one for the first time recently yeah i had no i had never been to a korean spa in my life I didn't really know what to expect and I was like kind of nervous and it was so amazing. Like yeah. I felt so good. I stayed for the longest time. I fully fell asleep on the sleeping area floor. I didn't leave till like 11.30 at night. Did you go to like Wee Spa or something? Yeah. yeah. Is Wee that Spa like the is biggest... my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was great. There's like the clay room and the oh there's so okay. many different rooms. Did you go in the incredibly hot one? Like yes. Like the hottest, hottest igloo? Yeah. I'm scared to go in there. <laughs> You know, I I worked up to that one. Yeah. Um, did you do the body scrub? No, I but okay. I got like a kind of like a basic massage. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't a scrub down. Yeah, you gotta I do a scrub, body scrub next time. The only thing with body scrubs that I find a little bit gross is when you have to roll over and then you're just laying <laughs> in your excess skin. <laughs> it's like flaky. I know. I know. But it's worth it. Yeah. I had like a lot of just kind of like internal work with myself and thinking about relationship stuff mm. and I wasn't seeing anyone last year but I was like having a lot of like dating drama yeah and it was just like oh this is like not in my best interest and it wasn't anything like that dramatic it was more just like my ability to communicate well yeah and like my ability to kind of like identify what I wanted and needed yeah. and like stick to that um so it was really about me more yeah. than anyone else but I felt really good about it at the end of last year and you know I feel like I learned a lot from it so I'm really glad that that happened and yeah. I was um like single for like four or five years oh wow yeah. so I had a lot of time to like make a lot of mistakes in the dating world and yeah. then kind of like soak up all the knowledge that I could and I feel like I like learn a lot like that whole period was like a crash course in like what I like actually want yeah you know so now I feel great that's good yeah that's a wonderful thing to close the chapter on yeah and I also feel like it's it's sort of an ongoing thing yeah um I also closed the chapter on Facebook. Like, I'm still on there, but oh, I never use it. Like, I try love and that. not open it. My Do you have it on your phone? Yeah, it's okay. still on my phone. Only because, like, my mom likes to call me with the Facebook Messenger <laughs> okay, feature okay. instead of, like, she doesn't, like, have an iPhone. So okay. I can't FaceTime her or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, leave it there in case you, like, get calls. Yeah. But I just really... I just was like, okay, I need to cut out social media, but because of my job, I couldn't do it completely. So yeah. I was like, at least I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, That's it's really now. hard to cut out Instagram completely, especially yeah. if your job is intertwined with it. I'm, yeah. I know your job is, my job is too. Mm -hmm. um, but it is also nice to sort of detox in other yeah. ways if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other platforms too. Yeah. And Instagram, I feel like 
even though there's the pros and the cons, for me, it's the one that makes me feel like kind of um, like if you really seek it out, there's like really supportive, like beautiful yeah. communities of women yeah. who are like really uplifting each other. Yeah. Especially around stuff like body image um, yeah. and discussions of like intersectional feminism because it's so visual. So you yeah. can have so many more like really kind of open discussions around like, you know, yeah, like how you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror and that yeah. kind of stuff, which I really love. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a really good practice. It's almost like a self-care practice to go in and actually look at what you're viewing and curated and make changes yeah. if you're not happy with, you know, yeah. all the like people or brands you're following. Um, mm -hmm. It feels really, it really good to like delete them yes. when you can kind of like have yeah. that moment. Yeah. You're like, no more of you. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I feel like for some reason that's harder on Facebook because you're like, mm. oh, well, we did go to kindergarten with each other. So like, it would be rude to defriend <laughs> them now. That's the thing. It's like, so, it's so many more like layers of yeah. weird interpersonal like complications that just like I went through a cull one time and I like culled because I was still, like, I was like judging it based on like if I saw this person walking down the street, like would I want to stop and say hi? Would they stop and say hi? And so there's a lot of people that I was like, I know them, they know me, but like they wouldn't, like we wouldn't have the stop and chat. Yeah. So I was like, they had to go. Yeah. And then two people actually were like instantly, like within 24 hours, like I noticed that you like deleted me. Oh, and wow. I was like, it's weird that you would notice so quickly, but I guess you use it a lot. Yeah. And like, secondly, like it's not personal. Like, please, yeah. like, I'm just like, please don't make this yeah, personal. Yeah, I'm just trying to clear my feed. <laughs> Just trying to clean my feet. But that, honestly, that was like five years ago when it was so much easier to like clear a feed. <laughs> now it's all videos anyway. I don't yeah. even see anyone I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not spending that much time on Facebook at all, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited about for this next year? Wow. Um, I'm really excited about like, I think having these kind of conversations, like I've always been interested in the stuff that I'm interested in personally very separate from work yeah at work I've been like I'm a serious journalist you know and yeah I've never talked about myself um so I have never really like let myself be vulnerable so mm -hmm. having even just the newsletters that I send at Girlboss and which I love thank you yeah <laughs> but yeah like and then having this podcast um it it does really feel like personally like as an introvert like I'm doing this like really scary thing but yeah. at the same time I'm so excited for it because I feel like I'm gonna learn so much yeah. and I feel like those fears in my head like they're really just like you know like I can see them for what they are like it's yeah. just anxiety and it's trying it's like that kind of protective voice that's like yeah what if people hate it yeah but it's like that's fine. Yeah. No <laughs> one will hate country. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so silly. Um, so I'm, I'm really finding it interesting to like go through this experience and like think and like hear the things that I'm thinking to myself and be like, huh, that's so interesting. Like I haven't had that thought since like high school, you yeah. know, um, being in a place that I don't feel like 100% safe. Yeah. And like letting myself kind of experience what that's like and growing from it is like really, really cool. Yeah. And I haven't done it in so long. Yeah. I feel like there's something really liberating about being able to bring your whole self really yeah. to any situation, but especially to work. Yeah. And, um, and it sounds like you're able to do that, which is fantastic. And you have such a supportive team. And I feel like mm -hmm. Sophia is definitely someone who, brings her whole self mm -hmm. to whatever she does but you know definitely girl boss mm -hmm. so I feel like you've landed in such a great place yeah I'm excited to see where the year takes you, Thank you and so I'm much. excited for the first episode of self-service oh my gosh thanks yeah which by the time this episode airs the I'm trying to think you'll probably have a few episodes out great yeah oh, so I can't wait nice. to listen to all of them same and I can't wait to pick your brain about astrology yeah. and tarot and Reiki and stuff some more. I know. I still have so many more questions and like stories to talk to you about. So I'm excited that we'll get to talk again. Yes. Um, thank you so much for coming over here. Thank you for having me. It's so nice. Yeah. Thanks for making the trek from east to west. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've noticed there's like a real like divide of people. They're yeah. like, oh, I would never go to the east or like I would never go to the west. I feel like I love both so much. Yeah. And um, uh, but yeah, most people are very much like it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're both really like as, as like an outsider more yeah. or less to LA like they're both gorgeous yeah it's great yeah I love both so I'm excited to make my trek east whenever mm-hmm. it happens yeah um and I'm so glad that we got to catch up after the new year me too and yeah I can't wait for our next conversation me too and yeah thank you again thank you for coming in Thank you so much to Jericho for visiting Mend HQ and be sure to listen to our podcast self-service on Girlboss Radio. We've got more great episodes of On The Mend coming to you soon. So be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes and tell your friends. You can follow Mend at Let's Mend on Instagram and you can follow me for more behind the scenes Mend updates at Ellen Huerta. Our music is by Booker Hill. If you liked this episode, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Let's Mend. And if you or a friend is feeling heartbroken, you can find Mend on the App Store or on our website, letsmend.com. I'll see you soon.